we are live um good afternoon lasses of the lounge i'm just going to tag you beautiful people um into this wonderful edition of the lasses who do the lounge interviews and today oh so excited because today oh, i'll turn myself down while i tag you um we are interviewing the wonderful wonderful Oh, our followers. The wonderful um, Michelle Levers. Am I saying it right, Michelle? Yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, so we're interviewing Michelle. Hello, Michelle. Thank you for joining us. Cheers. Hello. I know we've got up already. We've been having a bit, yes. bit of crack behind the scenes. Um, Unfortunately, I don't have my logo on there, which is a crying shame. Oh, well. Well, there'll be lasses in the lounge who can fix that for you. Um, <laughs> so just uh, this, guys, those of, you who, those of you who have been following along for the last few weeks for this series of um, live page interviews, this is our penultimate live. Um, we have uh, a last live next week. And then the series ends on the 23rd with a very, very special recorded video from me where, boom, 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 spoiler alert, you're you all, without having to come and talk live from, live to me, you are all going to get to um, potentially feature in a very special chapter of the Northern Last Lounge book, which is what we are writing. Um, I'm very excited about this because one of the reasons I wanted to do it, as lots of you will know, is that I just wanted to be able to have a chat with lasses of the lounge who I've not yet had the chance to chat with um, or meet in person. And Michelle has been very much one of them. She's a long time lounge champion. Um, Kylie could not shout about her more positively if she tried. Um, so I'm very delighted. You did, so. <laughs> um, so Michelle, hello, welcome. Um, and we'll dive straight in. Would you like to tell our lovely watchers who you are, uh, what your business is and how you got there? Yeah, sure. Diving straight in. questions. <laughs> Well, um, I'm Michelle Levers, if you need my surname. Um, I'm 38. I am married with two daughters. They are 19 and 10. Is it just me who, like, has to think about that? No, no, no. I'm, like, backwards maths now. It's like, how old are they? What? <laughs> it makes you feel old, though, doesn't it? And it's like you watch their birthdays and you're like, no, nah, that can't be true. And then you remember what you were doing at their age. And then it was like... Yeah. <laughs> Yes, no, it's scary. <laughs> but yeah, so I um so I'm the female business mentor. Um I mentor women in their businesses, like self-explanatory. Um, because I I'm really, Love really it. like <laughs> yeah. Well, it's one for you, isn't it? It does exactly what it says on the tin. This is what yeah, I well, that, that's what I wanted to do. Cause I thought no one's gonna know my name, so I didn't want to use my name, but yeah, that's that's another story. But I don't know. I, that's what I like to say that I do, but I think ultimately I'm I'm an ultimate champion of women because I know how difficult it is to have gone through different periods of my life and really, really needed that support, whether that was in my business, because uh, I had a product business previously, um, selling like soap sponges and stuff. Um, and then it was only really... 20 I don't even know the years roll into one don't they I think it was 
2022, yeah, 2022, I, um, my, I had a high street shop my shop lease was coming to an end um and, and because, because we love the silk company yes yes yeah so the lovely silk company first which is how i came to know about you you had your, your lovely soaps and smellies and things like that so that's yeah that, yeah yeah so it was the soap sponge company and then i had so i had like an online shop and i also had like a physical retail premises on a high street so then I'd, I'd obviously battled through COVID. My, my shop landlords have been really shocking um, and not helpful at all. And then obviously I'd had to pay rent the whole way through. And it was like, it was costing thousands. It was, it was insane. And it was coming to an end. And I thought to myself, the last, I think it was for like three years, the last three years I've worked seven days a week, like constantly in the shop. And the whole reason that I set up the business in the first place is obviously to you know, to, to provide a future for the kids. Um, Cause that's all you ever want to do, isn't it? it it's never about us. It's, it's always, I think we as women, it's never about what we want. It's always about, okay, how can I provide? How can I make things better for, you know, my kids, my husband, how, however that may look, we always kind of put ourselves last. So that was yeah. my like, that was my motivation at that time. Um, but then I thought, you know what, I, I'm at a position in the business now where I can just move online. I, I had ploughed all of my energy into wholesaling. So I got quite a few international uh, customers and I knew that that would like tide me over for the money that I would be losing, like on a day to day basis in the shop. Yeah. So we kind of went like this on a map. We've done it so many times. <laughs> like, OK, where should we move to? And it landed on. Um, a little seaside town in Kent. So we thought, right, let's go up sticks, went for it. And then I, my plan was to obviously continue the online side of things um, and then get get a better like balance, like quality yeah. of life. So I'd have better, more time with the kids. Um, but then within about six weeks, um, I was it, I had a freak accident. I was taking a box that I had like a German customer, and I was carrying a massive box into the shop to drop it off for like I think it was UPS or something. And I lost my footing on the pavement, and I fell backwards. And what I didn't know was there was like a like a sixteen inch pothole off the side mm -hmm. of the curb. So I fell in the curb mm -hmm. with my leg. My leg like twisted to the side, so my ankle went. But then I landed on my back and then like the 20 kilogram box like landed on me too. So well, well. that was like, okay, so what is happening? But then I got back in the car, like my husband helped me back in the car and then I had a complete like massive seizure. And then the kids were in the back of the car. So it was really quite difficult because they did like, I'd always fainted like throughout my life because I'm a real fainter and I don't know why. Um, but that's the first time that I had a seizure and my husband couldn't wake me up properly because he was like, apparently he was shouting me and stuff. And obviously the kids were really upset. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it wasn't very nice. And then following on from that, I had to cancel everything. Like I couldn't walk, so like I had a walking boot and then I damaged my back so I couldn't stand for long periods of time. And then as the days went past, it was starting to affect me mentally because I had... I, I felt really guilty because I'd obviously uprooted the kids, brought them over to the seaside, like we weren't close to family or anything. It was like four or five hours away. 
and then I had to cancel because I had pop-ups booked all over the Christmas period and I had to cancel all of them and then obviously I lost a lot of money um but then I was having seizures on a regular basis like after that so I'd just be sat okay. I'd, I'd just be sat like watching telly and then I'd just go like completely gone and then I'd like go in the bath and then I'd wake up and I, somehow I'd managed to get out of the bath but I was on the bathroom floor like completely passed out so then I started having tests um, and everything. And then I started, I don't really know how to describe it. I, I didn't really feel like myself. Like, yeah. I knew well, that's there was something surprising. Wow. Yeah. It's like I knew there was something wrong with me because I've liked to think that I'm quite a positive person. Like, I see the good in everything. Like, if, if there's ever any a situation, like, I don't know, say I nearly got run over or something, then I'd like laugh about it or I'd think, okay, well, maybe this will teach me next time to, I try and do that. Yeah. But I just wasn't able to see. It got to the stage where I was, I was waking up in the morning and I didn't want to get up. Like, oh, well, bless you. That's understandable, but that's not, when it's not naturally with who you are innately, that's quite yeah. tough. Because I start, I think I, I started to think to myself, it's my fault. And I started to think that I was letting everybody down because of what had happened. But then stuff that I had experienced as like a teen started flooding back in my mind. And I was like, well, what the hell? Like, where are these memories coming from? But then I didn't know what to do with them. And it was frightening me. So stuff that I hadn't just a bit of backstory I got diagnosed with PTSD when I was 16 um alcoholic mother not a very nice childhood mm -hmm. I had my daughter really young and I think I think what had happened was I had work 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 all the way through until I was forced to stop at that point yeah when the accident happened it it kind of left me I mean I wasn't alone by any means because you know i'm married i've got children but i felt so lonely inside yeah. and it was it was the weirdest feeling because i you know i would get up in the morning i would look around and i would think you know jesus i am so lucky why am i so sad like i cannot describe the sadness that i felt like in the depths of my soul every yeah. time i got up in the morning it was i'd got to the point I'll be honest with you, the, the seizures were happening a lot, like every day, multiple times a day. It was it was scaring the kids. My husband was concerned. I felt like I was being a burden to everybody. So I, I can share it now because I'm not in that place anymore. But I had found out from my insurance company, I'd read the small print, and it says that it pays out on suicide. I knew that I'd lost a lot of money um, over that period. And I thought, right, okay, the one thing that I can do for them, I don't know why I'm crying. The one, thing that I, <laughs> the one thing that I can do for them is make sure that they're financially secure. Because at the time I thought, well, I'm not being a good mum because I'm just crying all the time. I'm just, I, I can't work the same way that I used to. I'd, I'd, 
promised them this life that that they couldn't have like we couldn't even go for walks on the beach because i i, I couldn't walk far um but i didn't know at the time how unwell i was in my mind i yeah. felt to me in that moment that was the right thing to do so i'd planned it all out i'd written my letters and everything um and i remember the day that i planned to go i walked to the front door and i put my hand on the handle and my little girl, she shouted, love you, mom. And, and in that moment, it was like a, it was like a, a, someone had flipped a switch. And I went back into the kitchen and my husband came in and he was like, look, tell me what is happening. So then it all like came out. out. Yeah. So then he got me an appointment with the doctors and then I got some therapy. Um, I was put on antidepressants for a little while. And it was because I was unwell. And yeah. then as I started to have the therapy and stuff, it started to bring out like the reasonings behind the seizures. So I've got, I have a condition called functional neurological disorder. So FND. Okay. So it's it mimics the signs of epilepsy, uh, multiple sclerosis, lots of That's different. What you were going to say there? Yeah, lots of different like neurological things. Yeah, but, but it affects the way that the brain is functioning, but not in an epileptic way. But because when the brain gets to a certain point, when it gets too stressed, then it shuts down. So that's. I think for me that was a real like turning point because it was like okay I'm very much like a methodical person so I like yeah. to know like okay well this is because of this because then you can kind of get some acceptance can't yeah. you oh absolutely yeah and I think it makes it's you feel better it. so you know if you if you do it from that kind of from that kind of perspective because I think there's some things that just happen in life that you I, I've discovered over the last couple of years that you can't rhyme or reason or look for any yes. kind of silver lining but actually the, this horrendous accident that you had then forced you to stop because you've worked 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 it's forced mm -hmm. to stop and then when you've stopped you haven't been able to chase from whatever it was that needed to be dealt with kind yes. of thing exactly. and then being able to get that help and dealt with so the, one of the questions that comes next is is like what barriers have you had in in terms of running your business and, and finding success and confidence in yourself I guess mm -hmm. that was a huge barrier. But we know, because we're talking now, we know you've come out the other side and we're going to yeah. talk about that success in a second. But then how, so how did you go about that? Because that's a, that's a huge thing to pick yourself back up from and, and go forward with. So how did you break that barrier down to, to be able to sit here today and talk to us about where you are now? Well, I think, to be completely honest with you, I had gone a couple of months without speaking to anybody, like, other than that the were in my household. Yeah. And Kylie messaged me, and she calls me Levi's. <laughs> so she messaged Levi's. me. I can, I can see the message now. And she was like, Levi's, I've not seen anything from you in a bit. How are you doing? And I was at that point where I was like, okay, do you just do the yeah I'm fine kind of thing or do you tell the truth and I told her it's like Kylie she's yeah she's one of the most incredible women that I have had the pleasure to meet and I trust her like implicitly we've we've grown yeah. our relationship right. she's amazing <laughs> isn't she right. she's like 
a legend. And I told her and I was like, look, you know, here's the truth kind of all out. And she was like, right, okay, well what can I do? Say again, sorry. Just well done for that, because it's it is so easy. Just just say you're fine and carry on with it. Um, but it's something I think a lot of us are actively trying to to overcome and actually say, well, you know, I'm not fine on this occasion. So the fact that you yeah. were able to open up to Kylie and say, well, actually, no, I'm not, is wonderful. And it's a testament, I think, to why the, the Northern Last Lounge is so successful because you've got 100%. Kylie at the, at the helm doing that. So you told Kylie actually what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then where did where did we go to? What happened then? She was like, she was like a mini rallier. She was like, right, okay, I'm going to arrange this. I'm going to get you in a meeting. Like she offered so much support straight away. And instantly I was like, do you know what? I've got someone in my corner. And and I think the Northern Last Lounge does that broadly for everybody, but because of the individual founders and the members in there, it's just such a special group of people, like where you could, it's a safe space. So regardless yeah. of whether like you're really good friends with, with any of you guys, or whether you're brand new to the lounge, please know that it is a safe space for people to share what, whatever they need to share, whatever they feel like they can't share outside of it. And I think that's something else that you guys do on top of everything else that you do. Yeah, it is. And I, 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 as a lounge legend, it warms my heart to hear that. But as a member of the lounge, um, I've been on the receiving end of that as well. Like I, it was yeah. the it was the awards that I went to the day after after mum's funeral and they were just all there and nothing had wow. to be said. Mm-hmm. They were just there. And it was it was it, it was massive because mm-hmm. it's a, it, it is very special. And again, people that I knew very well in the lounge, people that I'd only met once or twice, people I'd only ever spoken to online or, or via messenger, but they were all there. And it is, it makes a difference to know that there's that safe space. So yeah, I'm delighted to hear that that, not the circumstances that, you know, led to that, but I'm really delighted it it helped you and that we're sat here having this conversation today. That's great. Yeah, def- so. definitely. I mean, what, what happened following that was because I'd got rid of so much stuff and I was working through so much stuff, it made me really question what I wanted out of life and what was important to me. You know, I'd obviously I've done okay with my, my product business, but it wasn't where my heart was lying anymore. I I was at the stage where I knew that helping other women is something that I wanted to do. I wanted to share the the mistakes that I've made along the way because there has been many you know what business is like absolutely and that's that's when I set up the female business mentor because I know the importance of the support that that women need not just from a practical side like you know what can we do about x y and z when it comes to your business but having that person and that constant source of support is is something that's that's so important um and then i launched the the female business mentor back in march 2023 um yeah tell us about that so i am a female in business uh, and I, I am in between kind of things. I'm figuring out where where my heart lies. I've had a, a big couple of years of transition, physically, uh, mentally, and emotionally. So yeah. I come, Michelle Levars. Like, <laughs> what am I? I can hear her. She's here. <laughs> what um, what what does that look like? If I'm if I'm knocking on your 
your uh, virtual door, what, what happens next? What, what happens with a female business mentor? So um, you would book a consultation with me and then because this kind of support, you have to feel like you you fit with the person. Like yeah. we have to be, I, ha- I want you to feel 100% comfortable that I'm the right person to help you through this next yeah. stage, ha- however long that's going to be for. So we'd have a, a consultation call and then we'd have a chat um, and then talk about where you're at now, where you want to be, how I can help you, whether I've got experience to match what you're looking for, um, whether we have that that connection. Um, and then I offer different levels of support. So say right. if, if you're looking for something long-term, then I've got a six month program where we'd have sessions every week, then we'd have uh, plans putting in place. um, And then you know that you're supported for that length of time. If you want still a package, but still not as long as six months, then I do a three month option. If you just want, say for example, uh, a wonderful lady from the lounge, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention her name just in case she doesn't want me to, but um, had a certain, project that she was working on um and she just wanted like an hour so like a power mm-hmm. hour so I offer that like if you wanted that um yeah so basically because I know when it comes to your business as well I wanted it to be accessible to yeah. as many women as possible and I know that we've not all got you know money to to throw at big packages at the time. Yeah. So I still wanted to be available to women that just wanted, you know, maybe the obsession or or something like that. But I mean, my I always try and help in any which way that I can anyway, even if it's not a client of mine, because that's just that's just yeah, who I am. You know, I love to be able to help because so many women have helped me as well. Yeah, and it is, it's that giving back, isn't it? It's why I love um Prior to this, I was with Amy Martin um, and Feltsy for a little bit. We were we were we were selling makeup, but it wasn't oh, wasn't wow. a makeup. It was the confidence that we were wanting to sell people. It was their empowerment. Yeah. It was helping them to like pay for the kids' ballet classes and things like that. That really tickled our pickles, for want of a better phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, so it may, it's not a surprise to us that we all all ended up gravitating towards Kylie and this huge, yeah. huge, massive now group of women who we get to do that with like on the regular basis it's, it's such a reward so yeah that's yeah. how you, you you just you're right up you're, you're my cup of tea you are Michelle that's great <laughs> um so do you do you like set them goals or do you just sit and unpick with them their plan what is it that you do if it's like just a power out or is that a plan unpicking or a um and and two questions in one what how did this idea come about after everything it's um you know it's to go from the sponge the soap sponge company which is very much a based business to then Mm -hmm. this is a service one and i can totally see why you've gravitated towards it but then how does that come about when it's been a product business into yeah service business Mm -hmm. well what what i what i had noticed was that like i said my heart had gone in the product um business i'd got it to a point where if someone was to come in and take the reins and had the energy and the um, and the passion really to take it forward. Then they then then they could do. So yeah. I put it on the market. Um, 
But with the female business mentor, I had, it had been about four months and a friend who lived close by in Kent had said, would you like to come for a coffee? And it had been the first time that I had like done that because I'd, I'd been suffering panic attacks and stuff. So, but it, it was someone that I'd known for a long time. So I was like, you know, I'll be safe with her. It's fine. So yeah. we went out for a coffee and she asked me what I was doing. And I said, you know, I've got the product business kind of thing, but I feel like I, I need something more, especially after what's happened. I need to wake up in the morning and be like, yes, you know, I'm doing the job that I love. And this is what I want to help other people to do. Um, and she suggested, she said, why don't you be a mentor? Because she knows that I've mentored a couple of people like unofficially that she yeah. knows anyway. And I was like, you know what? So I, I went home that night and I built the website. Like I've only ever built one more website, but I was like, I don't know whether it was adrenaline or it was passion or what it was, but I, like I did it straight away. And then within like a week or so, I had reached out to people that I previously worked with, like in a professional capacity, but also yeah. like that I knew personally. And I got clients straight away. Oh, which, amazing. Yeah, it was... I think for me, it was amazing because it validated for me that I was doing the right thing because I was still really like, you know, can I do it? That kind of thing. Because my confidence was so short. Of course. Well, it would be. My goodness me. But then asking asking people like in the Northern Last Lounge and speaking to Kylie and stuff and telling them yeah. my idea, she was like, go for it. You can do it. That, I, th I don't think people realise how powerful this community is. It is just insane. It's like having loads of sisters. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? It is. I have sisters, but they're very young, um, to a point where I used to forget that I have sisters. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it, is, it is. It's like having a big old bunch of sisters, isn't it? That's mm -hmm. awesome. So, I mean, like Annette said there, um, she totally gets it in regards to mental health. She suffered from ill health for 10 years. Sometimes it's bloody That's hard. True. And you're very brave to share your story, which I agree. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. The whole point of this is for people to read it and resonate, watch, listen and resonate, read the book and know that that they don't have to hold back from their dreams or any business aspirations and things yeah. they have, you know, and perhaps they can come to the, the female business mentor to get their ideas off the ground and then we'll get them in a the lounge. But um, it's just, that's, it, you, you are so... I don't know if you like the word inspirational because it, it, you've lived it and it's come through, but that's a really inspiring story to just take what's happened and go, right, well, I want to use this now to help others. So well oh, done. Thanks. Well done. You for that. That's awesome. Um, and just because I've had a little bit of the opposite as well. <laughs> like I was training to be a counsellor before I came out here. Um, yeah. And in the thick of that, and then I was carrying it on and then we lost mum and... I started trying to do it but my heart just fell out of it I was like I don't I want to bring joy to people and help them yeah. get from from A to B in positive ways I don't have the energy in me anymore to unpick other people's yeah challenges and difficulties like mm. what which direction did that then focus you in after that so just back back here I mean I'm, I'm I've been a teacher for 20 years so back in into teaching a bit doing the drama and confidence yeah. and self-esteem and presentation and power and things like that and then you know the doing the vision board training these last few weeks and this week it's just really then for the first time made me go oh no this this is what I want to do I want people to realize you can see it in your eyes when yeah. you're talking um, you know it's right when you get excited yeah. 
so in it so it is it's um it's interesting how these big life events just propel you off into the different yeah. things and they, and they are really rubbish but actually you know you're now doing something that you're really really passionate about and that you love doing which is a tough yeah. way to get there but, you're but I, think, making- I think it's really important for us though it's sorry I was just going to say you're going to make such a difference to all these women now that you are you are mentoring they are so lucky that they've got you oh I feel so lucky that I've got them <laughs> like it's a privilege for me to yeah. to be involved in you know their business journeys and in there because it, it is their personal lives as well because so yeah. much of outside stuff affects the way that we bring our businesses like forward and how we want it to go because mm-hmm. I think that's what's different for us as women I'm not being general but I think maybe if a man had a business mentor it would be purely focused on like the facts the figures the the business side but with women, we're so we're so emotionally involved in so many different areas. It's it feels like an honour for me to to be a part of of women's journeys because it goes so much deeper than just yeah, the business is on the paper. It can't become compartmentalised, can it? Mm-hmm. When it's so many layers that you have to think about yeah. as a woman in a business compared to a man. And it's I mean I, I think it's fair to say that I don't think it's um offensive because it is it's the very it, it's very true a man can yeah. keep his life and go right well this is what I need and just, just focus on that kind of thing so yeah. it's great so is it literally just women then or if if, if a, a man came along and said oh can I um can I have a, a mentoring session with you are you strictly women or to to be honest yeah strictly women yeah. because that's where I feel most comfortable like Absolutely. I know that I want to I know that I want to support because I think women have different needs as well. Yeah. And I feel like mm. I can understand that better. And more recently, I was offered the opportunity to join a company called Women's Wealth, who they're um, female financial advisors. And they're like, they are so female focused. They know that we make different decisions when it comes to our money, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got different plans for our future that we think about. Um, and and it's it's an industry that I never ever thought that I'd be able to get into, because I'll be completely honest with you, I only left school with GCSEs. I've never been to university. I've never been to college, anything like that. But I'm able to now. You're it well, you, you're walking proof that it doesn't, that doesn't matter though, the, societal the societal uh perception of that needs to be overhauled anyway because it's not like it was all them years ago yeah at all um we've all got the street smarts and the and the life skills (laughs) the transferable in fact more of what happens in life needs to be taught in schools to be fair money mindset like things like that that you know how to how to go shopping and like all of that needs to be be more covered than algebra still never used algebra yeah um, Me neither. Or like like that thing with the triangles. What <laughs> of the GCSEs? I did it five times because I couldn't figure it out the first four, and I've never mm-hmm. used it. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so, I, like, I like them memes online that you see, and it's like um, when your teacher said to you that you wouldn't be able to carry a calculator around <laughs> with you, and then it's someone showing that. Sucks to be you. <laughs> called. I can't remember my math teacher's name. Um, <laughs> So, once were there any other barriers? Obviously, that was a massive barrier. Now you're here, you've got your business, um, you know where you're going, you know your direction, um, you've had that support for your health and well-being. 
are there any day-to-day uh, -day barriers now that you need to like be overcoming in order to run your business successfully or would you do you feel like you're on a a good keel with it all do you know what in all honesty I think I think confidence is something that I will always struggle with it's always right. been something that I have struggled with and very much um very much something I, th I don't know if it's part of my personality the way that I was brought up the you know, so I was bullied at school. I, I don't know what it is, but I think it will always be a part of me. And I think for many women, it's exactly the same. You know, you can see everybody on social media and be like, wow, they're so confident, but but they're not. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, some, some of them might be, but we all have those times where it's something that we struggle with. But I think it's finding your, I hate the term sometimes, but find your tribe. And yeah. it's so true, especially when it comes to the Northern Last Lounge. It's like, it doesn't matter whether you're not confident or whether you don't feel like you can do something. They will help you to understand that actually you can. You know, yeah. we are our biggest, we are our biggest barriers most of the time. We absolutely are. Um, we absolutely are. Uh, and the Lounge Legends, all of us had a wobble this week. We like, we like oh. systematically took it in turns in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my turn. Oh, it's my turn. And it's um, and I guess that's that's how we keep going. I was going to ask there if confidence is always a thing. How do you keep on getting up and going on with it then? But that's because you make sure you're surrounded with people who um, definitely who can do that. Well, that's awesome. So you, we talk about um, things that you do, something that's next that might be scary that you wouldn't have done if it had been for the lounge. Before you answer that, I want to talk about your. Um, being featured in magazines with your writing how did that come about was that big and scary because for me as someone who um has got ch children's books that would terrify me <laughs> so <laughs> what was um how did that come about and was that scary oh yeah it was really scary I think I think the subject matter was scarier because I talked about the, the past year um yeah. And but I I felt like I was at a point where do you know what if if this helps even one person then mm -hmm. put me aside it, it doesn't matter whether I'm scared or whether I don't feel confident it, if it helps somebody feel less alone or maybe talk to somebody then that's all that matters I think that's yeah. what I tend to do with stuff like today I'm re I've been really nervous about doing this. You know, I've, I've got an exam later that I'll, I'm really nervous about whether I pass. But it's a case of you need to put yourself aside and just accept that feeling because everybody is going to be nervous. Everyone's going to be fearful. But if you let it stop you from doing things, then you've actually let it win. You know, think about, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. You don't want, you don't want to... I interviewed um, a lady called Andrea McLean. She used to be on Loose Women. She came yeah. on my podcast and she said, and it stuck with me, she said, the reason that I have said yes to so many things in my life is because I imagined myself as an old lady sitting in a rocking chair and I did not want to sit as that old lady with so many regrets. Yeah. And it's true, you know. It is. I heard that. I think I've heard that from you through the loud in the past because that resonates mm -hmm with me and, and and when people are feeling afraid and we've been talking a lot about it with the vision board stuff this week about the fear like you just don't want you just don't want to be 
ending your days having any regrets. Like, exactly. Imagine if you would have given into the yeah. fear about moving. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> You'd have always wondered, wouldn't you? I've always wondered, and, and that that was the thing, you know. We we what is it? Regret the chances you only get, you only regret the chances that you didn't take. Yes, definitely. Because even if you've taken them and it hasn't gone to plan, you've either learned something or experienced something or gained something that you can like take away with yourself for the future. Hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So, Michelle Levers, <laughs> she's back again. <laughs> um, you've said so many lovely things about the lounge, so I'm not going to ask how the lounge has helped because you've, you've explained that it's the confidence, it's the it's the tribe, it's all of that. But what, with knowing that you've got the lounge behind you, what is what is next that you might not have um, necessarily thought about doing before or felt confident to do before for you and your business? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? Actually, I've I took a message Kylie about this last night. I've had what? an idea. Yeah, honestly, yes, watchers, readers. I did not know this. <laughs> I, I literally I messaged her and I was like, "Look, I've had an idea. I really want to write a book. It's been something that I've wanted to do for ages, but not not like an autobiography or anything like that. Yeah. Like dream world, but." After after I'd had the breakdown and everything had happened, I came up with a formula called the three W's of resilience. And it was all about, because I've done a few workshops, I've presented a few workshops about it to mm -hmm. um, some of the communities that I'm a member of, because I know that you can use, you can essentially, as cheesy as it sounds, build up your resilience toolkit. So every mm -hmm. time there's really? something crap happens, let's look at what you can take from it, exactly like what you just said. And I really want to write a book surrounding that. So someone's got it kind of in their hands, should they ever need it. And yeah, I messaged Kylie and I was like, I really want to write a book. And she was like, bang, 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 right, get in this group. Oh my God, this happened today. And like, it, it's all kind of aligning because loads of stuff happened in the writer's refinery yesterday um, that I've just joined. So yeah, had it not been for lounge. And I had a conversation, so we'll, I will continue with this issue off, um, offline. I had a conversation yesterday with Alexa Witten, who is the owner of the book refinery, um, about how I use all of my skills to help future authors. So I will talk to you after wow. this. Wow. That's very exciting. It See? might all be a bit. And it might not be the last. It might not be the last. I hope it's not the last. Um, and I hope we get to do it in person um, one day. But. Um, is there anything else you would like to finish off by saying about your business, yourself? A bit, uh, well, no, the last thing is, you, is you, you know, your big top tip for people who are sitting there thinking, oh, you know, I've, I've, I resonate with Michelle. I've been in a similar situation. I totally get where she's coming from. I don't think I could do that with my business idea or confidence. What would you tell them? I, I would tell them that they absolutely can. I mean, if if you truly don't think that you can do something then find somebody who will help you believe that you can get yourself in the lounge have those conversations with women and and get your support circle because they are the ones that lift you when you're at your lowest yeah. and regardless of what it is that you think that you can't do you bloody can perfect that's a perfect bit to end it on michelle thank you so very much um thank you. talking to us today i've absolutely loved that and we're just scratching the surface there's going to be more there but thank you and thank you for sharing your story i'm 
I'm over the moon that throughout all of that challenge um, and, and personal growth, because you've had to, that you've come out the other side um, you. and you are having that positive positive attitude that you had originally and you are using it to help empower others as well as continue to empower yourself. I think that is amazing. So thank you oh, for sharing. Um, everyone watching, if you're watching on replay and live, please come, come along and ask any questions. Myself and Michelle will come back and say hi. And Michelle's going to share all of her links as well in the comments. So please do go and check it out. Um, do I put it in this bit, like chat with everyone? I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm not tech it. people. Oh. <laughs> When they told me I was doing this, I was like, what? <laughs> what? I'm like, I'm editing a podcast for an hour, man. It's fine. Um, no, wait, so on the live, on the on the page afterwards. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, share the link so we know where to find you. Share your article to the magazine. Um, yes. And yeah, I cannot wait to see um, the next of it. And I can't wait to buy a copy of your book, Michelle. <laughs> oh, thanks. I can't wait to. I don't even know what I'm doing with it yet. <laughs> um <laughs> Thank you. But yes, thank you so much. Thank you everyone for watching. I'll be back next week um, with Sarah Ball. Sarah Ball, the chicken lady. Um, I cannot guarantee she'll be in a chicken costume, but it's probably likely that she might. Um, she <laughs> um, so have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for watching and keep being a lass who does. Bye.